the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Welcome to You Ought to Know. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you got a business with a cashier and you're having trouble keeping her employed or him employed, why not go to uh, self-checkout? Yeah, that's what they do. They've been doing it for over 20 years. Extremely successful. All you have to do is give them a call at 800-540-2149. They'll come out, take a look at your uh, what you've got to work with, and if it works with them, boom, you are covered. This is a national cash register company, so it's not like a fly-by-night. They've been doing registers forever. 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week service. Nobody takes better care of you than Southwest Point of Sale. Also, I want to thank Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. You see all the Hot Rod shows on TV. Well, this is the real deal. Whether you want to have them build you a car, repair your Hot Rod, or even sell you a Hot Rod, or maybe sell you parts and pieces for your man cave or she shed, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff can do it. Go to HotRodsCustomStuff.com. All right, well, uh, they just unveiled the 2022 Ford Bronco Raptor in Chicago at the Chicago Auto Shows. So I've got Esteban Plaza Jennings. He called in. He's the Bronco Marketing Manager. Take a listen. Guess what? I've got a great uh, interview for you. You're going to love this. We've got uh, Esteban Plaza Jennings. He is in the lovely state of Chicago, and he's at the Chicago Auto Show. It's too cold for me, so I said, I'm not going. And he is the Bronco Marketing Manager, and all you Bronco people that have been beating me up about Ford coming out with a, a Raptor, fine, it's here. And we're going to have Esteban talk about it. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? All right, so tell all these people that just beat me up on a daily basis about what will they see with a Raptor-based Ford Bronco. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty big change from our base Bronco series. we got a lot of awesome features on the truck. It's got a 37-inch tire standard, which are the largest tires fitted to a domestic SUV. Uh, we've got an all-new suspension system on the truck with uh, Fox 3.1 live valve shocks. Um, and it's got quite a bit of unique exterior work to fit those massive tires and new suspension. That is fantastic. I mean... And I knew that's what you guys were going to do. I mean, you just kind of went into the parts bin and looked to see what Raptor had to offer. And uh, uh, is it going to have an exterior? I, mean, I haven't seen any pictures of it, and hopefully I'll get invited on the press event. I didn't make it to the first one, but I, hopefully I can get get on this one. But from an exterior point of view, what what stands out? 
while the track width of the vehicle has been increased almost, uh, excuse me, the overall width of the vehicle has been increased by almost 10 inches. So just sort of the presence of the truck as it sits on the road is it's got massive proportions. Um, and so to, to fit that track width increase, right? Like the, the door portion of the vehicle has stayed the same. So forward of the a pillar, but we've got all new fenders, fender flares and hood on the front of the truck and grill that are unique to Bronco Raptor that really set it apart. Oh, I cannot wait to see it. Now, how many different levels of Raptor? Because I know with the, the Bronco, you had quite a few different level entry levels to get into, or is the Raptor just going to be the Raptor? It's kind of more like just the Raptor. There are some options on it for customers to choose from. Um, we have three different interior options, for example. Uh, two leather options with different colors as well as a marine-grade vinyl interior. Um, and there's some other options as well that will be available. But um, it comes standard with a 3-liter EcoBoost engine. That's a unique engine for Raptor. Um, and it comes standard with those 37s and that Haas 4.0 suspension. So from a, a performance perspective, it's it's pretty much the same across the board. Right. And this will be a twin-turbo? Yeah, it's twin-turbo. That's correct. Okay. How much horse? 300 and something? Uh, no, it's going to be making over 400 horsepower. Whoa. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Why do I Why do I imagine this truck with numbers on the door? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because um, this is the world's first Ultra 4-inspired SUV. So we have been racing in Ultra 4 at King of the Hammers for a number of years now, and all our learnings from those programs have been baked into this vehicle. Have you been to King of the Hammers? I have. I just got back. Isn't that the craziest experience you've ever had in your life? I mean, <laughs> in another four days, you'll go there, and you won't even know there was a, an event. You won't know Hammertown was there. You won't You won't know anything. I mean, that, and I only say that because I do an off-road radio show here in San Diego. But uh -huh. people... People need to know, off-roaders, pack it in and pack it out. They are so concerned about the environment and everybody else involved in this. And we're going to get a lot of new off-roaders, especially with the Raptor, the Bronco Raptor. And they need to be responsible because if we can't keep our lands open, then there's no sense you building a Raptor. No, absolutely. That's why when we brought the uh, Bronco brand back, we actually launched the Bronco Wild Fund alongside of it. So a portion of every Bronco sales gets put into the wild fund and we support a number of really good trail cleanup causes to make sure that we can keep our, our public lands open so that we can use them for recreation. Well, we're down here in San Diego and I work with San Diego off-road coalition and we could use as much help from you as possible. Uh, everywhere from uh, Pismo beach at, uh, God, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, not Pismo. It's his Pismo Beach, but it's a, the only place you can camp on the de on the beach. Uh, okay. God, I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, get my email from or, or from John Delmonique if you're interested. Uh -huh. In fact, or I'll just give it to you right now. You got a pencil? I I don't. I'm actually standing on the show floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, get a hold of John, and and I'll make sure that. Uh, um, that we can do some things down here because the problem, everything starts in California, as you know, and anything that locks uh -huh. down in California, it'll go across the United States. Uh, how many different colors have you got for the Bronco? 
the the raptor is going to have 10 different colors and it's going to have one unique color just for raptor which is code orange whoa okay uh yeah you going to winch it or is that or is it going to have the the opportunity to put a a winch on it say from the ford parts department we will have the uh ford performance winch available that we right. have on our on our other broncos yep well see this is what i tell people if you're going to modify a ford product before you go after market, go check out the parts department. You because everything there is built specifically for that vehicle, and if it's covered under the warranty, especially if you finance the truck, and, or pay for it, or lease it, whatever you want to do. But I, I, I'm an old service manager, so I try to get everybody to stay within the Ford family, so that you'll know it'll do exactly what Ford wanted it to do with the vehicle they bolted it onto. Yeah, well, and especially with the winch, we do a lot of unique testing, and um, that that gets crash tested, and those vehicles have unique um, calibrations just because there is such a heavy thing sitting on the front of the vehicle. Right. All right, so when's it coming to market? Uh, They'll be on sale this summer. All right. Well, if you don't invite me, I'm going to go at least get one out of the press fleet, if hopefully one will show up there. All right. Esteban, this has been a great interview. Thank you very much uh, for calling in, and I cannot wait to see what this rascal looks like in person. Yep, you bet. Take care and have, have fun at the Auto Show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Go to expressautoservicelamesa.com. Dave and Connie, family-owned and operated, been taking all my cars there for a real long time. They just do an absolutely fabulous job. They'll work on anything and everything, and they love classics. So take your car in. Tell them what you're looking for and thank them for supporting You Ought to Know. All right, I got Kristen Barclay on the line, and she was in the 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe. That little rascal's come a long way, wouldn't you agree? Oh, so far, yes. Um, in in so many of the, uh, the, the right areas as well. You know, I mean, it's changed a lot in the exterior looks, but uh, changed so much also in, in the um, comfort and the handling um, but it hasn't changed in the price tag, and I know that's that's key to most buyers these mm-hmm. days. Um, and the fact that you can you know start in one for a base model at twenty seven thousand, uh, given all of the uh, features and safety and everything. And mm-hmm. I was in their new trim. I was in the XRT trim, mm-hmm. and that that was still thirty five thousand three eighty. So still a great value. And even if you go to the top of the line uh, to their calligraphy uh, model, you're you're still under fifty at forty two thousand. So significantly under 50, I guess we should say. Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And they've just, I mean, they've just done such a great job with that vehicle. I mean, I I mean, I always kind of laugh when I say, geez, what can they do better next year? Or what can they do better the year after that? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is a great vehicle that makes meet so so many uh, people's needs, so to speak. It's a midsize, you know, two row crossover SUV. It's not trying to be something it's not. It's not trying to to cram in that third row that you know really just takes up cargo space. Um, the only thing I'll say about the XRT on that note is that this is a, a an appearance package mostly. So it kind of has some. Exclusive side moldings and wheels. Mm. It's got some extra black exterior trim, a roof rack, and then they added these. I called it a running board. I, they, they call it side steps. And in that sense, just because it, it gives it kind of an off-road look, but it didn't change the capability any, um, that may mislead some consumers. I knew for me, I kept knocking my shin into the running board, and I was like, why in the heck is this thing on here? And then I stood on it because I was like, all right, I'm going to stand on this thing and see what the deal is. I am guessing that Hyundai said, hey, so that people can use the roof rack conveniently, we'll put the step here. But I think they should remove it and make something that's, um, you know, they have those little pegs and stuff that people buy for their Jeep that are removable. Right. You need something like that, not like a permanent fixture. Or at the price point they're at, put retractable running boards on this thing. I mean, and I'm good with that too, because again, it's not a—it's not really an off-road SUV. No, so there's nothing that's going to no. get damaged. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're mean, not. And the and the funny thing is, you're not that tall. What are you, five six? I'm five six. Yeah, and, and Marlon was doing the same thing. I mean, we we're about the roughly the same height. Um, but I just I kept looking at him. And I was like, what was the thought on this? <laughs> I know I did. You know, he he said he goes. You know he goes. We'll get a big truck, and he's like, "We'll get a truck that needs like a step ladder to get into it, and it mm. doesn't have a running board on it." Right. He's like, and then you get this mid-sized crossover SUV, <laughs> and it's got this. He's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I don't know." I was like, "Maybe you know they just thought it looks cool or something." I, um, I I think you hit I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's to get to that roof rack. That's the only thing I can I can think of because to get in the vehicle, you don't need that. No, you don't. No, not at all. Um, but, you know, and it, it brings me, when I had the Bronco, I was talking to a friend who was interested in it, and they actually kayak a lot. And I said to her, I said, you know, you need a stepladder with this Bronco because there's no running board. And I said, if you're going to reach that roof rack, and she goes, oh, no, we have these cool things. They were on Shark Tank. She's like, you just put it on. I'm like, really? So that made me think of, like, okay, that's what people need to do if they're going to actually use the roof rack. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people will or won't. I think it's a great convenience feature. It's great for, you know, somebody who is thinking, hey, I'm going to put my kayak up there. Or, or maybe when you've got a, a midsize SUV and you're going on long road trips, maybe you're taking enough cargo. You're taking enough luggage and things that, you know, you want to use that roof rack and put your, uh, you know, storage bin up there or something. I don't know. That was my only nitpick. I mean, other than that, drives great, has plenty of room, packed with technology, um, I love their remote sm- smart parking assist that, that uh, Hyundai has, um, you know, because garages seem to be getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it never fails that you get – or in, not even a garage. You could be in a grocery store parking lot and somebody parks too close. And the fact that you can use that to move the car – and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. It's kind of cool to show off to friends. <laughs> it's kind of just a neat tech tech feature, you know. So you got um, you got the nerve up to do it, huh? Um, I did not, you know, it's, it's funny that you said that. I did not try it in my garage because I do have this image of just putting my car through the wall accidentally or something. Uh, so no, I didn't, I did not do it in my garage, but I have tested it before out on the street. Me too. Um, Me too. I, yeah. I, I, I took it out in a great big, huge open lot because I wouldn't even do it on TV until I took it to a great big open lot and it'll go forward. It'll go back. It's like walking the dog. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I love the idea. I love the concept. It's totally something that I would use. I just would have to trust it a little bit more. Um, but let me ask you, know, you this. I, let, let me ask you this. So you go in the grocery store. You come out, and somebody has taken that vehicle and put it right up next to your driver door. Right. How happy are you going to be if you come walking out to get in your car and you can't get in your car because somebody parked their self-parking car into this tiny little parking space to where you can't get into your car? And then how cool do you look when you just whip out your little Hyundai remote and just back (laughs) your car up a little bit until you get in it? You look a lot cooler than what I've done before when I open the passenger seat and slide across. Yeah, and try to crawl over. their car. Yeah, because, I mean, I've done that. Uh, No, I know. um, know, But that was my first thought. I'm thinking, boy, you're going to make somebody really mad if they can't get into their car. And you, you know, you're, you're, even though you're between the lines, because you're right, you know, parking spaces aren't like they used to be. No, I mean, you know, land is is getting more and more uh, difficult to find. And so spaces are getting smaller and smaller. You know what? Usually I'm the one that pulls in. There's no one around. There's no room. I'm in between the spaces. Somebody comes up with a really large vehicle that they probably shouldn't be driving and they take all of the room. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a great feature. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, Hyundai is content, content, content. We've always talked about you get so much in a Hyundai Uh. vehicle from the, from the warranty that they put on there to the, uh, to the three years of their connected services that come with the vehicle. Um, You know, I feel like we're getting in the age of nickeling and diming in automotive now where, you know, they're starting to charge extra for that remote start that used to come as standard when you got a certain trim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hyundai's not doing that. Um, Hyundai is kind of giving you more bang for your buck, and I I really like that. Something I want to bring up, and this is not just specific to Hyundai. This is just something a friend pointed out this week, and I thought it was a great point. Um, They were saying that a, a... a acquaintance of theirs bought a, a vehicle, and the dealer did not give them a Monroney. Was not on the window when they bought it. It was a brand new vehicle. Really? It was not in the glove box. They couldn't get it. And so a manufacturer said, you know what? They said, lately, Monroney's are more important than they've ever been. They said, because of the supply chain issues, a vehicle that would normally come with XYZ might be missing something. You know, we've talked about how some manufacturers have taken away certain features, uh, you know, due to the shortage. And they said they need that Monroney because what if, even though it has that trim, something was left off due to a shortage. And and, that never crossed my mind. And by law, you cannot yeah. sell a car without a Monroney. It has to, the customer, in fact, the customer is the one that's supposed to take the Monroney off the window, not the dealer. Right. And so now this customer is looking for their, uh, their um oh what's it called what you know their options of how to pursue this and and, and to rectify the issue but yeah all they got to all they got to do is call uh, whatever manufacturer it is call the customer relations uh number give them the vin and they'll send it because that's what i do have you ever noticed when you get a car delivered and it doesn't have a monroney yes yeah all i do is well in that in my case in your case we call the delivery service but if it's a customer all they have to do is just Call the customer relations hotline and just say it didn't it didn't arrive and they'll be and they'll be more than happy to uh, supply them with one. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah it's not a big deal. No, and something else I want to point out with that right now is like Hyundai Santa Fe's are extremely popular. Yeah, um, not as popular as the Palisade, but maybe maybe more so for Hyundai though right now. Um, but there are dealerships in our area that even though they have pretty empty lots, 
they are keeping test drive vehicles. So they'll buy a 2022, and that is their test drive vehicle right. only so that you could come in, drive it, and order it. Um, so I just want to remind our listeners that, like, if you're looking for one, you're having a hard time, call around until you find a dealership that has one that's a test drive vehicle so that right. you can drive it, then you can configure what you want and order it. And the dealers do not like that because they can't sell it. Uh, they're strictly for road test purposes only just so the consumer can – you know, try it out. And then then what you do is you go home and you order it online. It doesn't mean it's going to get there any quicker. But, but yeah, I know some dealers that have those uh, road tests only. And they hate it. It, it. It's Yeah, but it's gotten to the point, Dave, where I have friends reaching out to me saying, hey, are you test driving XYZ anytime soon? I, I would know. like to come over and poke around. You know, they know that I can't let them drive it, but they either want me to take them for a ride or they want to come around and, like, open the doors and close the doors and see how – you know, because they're like, I've gone to six dealers and none of them have one. I do it every week. Whatever I'm driving that week, I have on Saturday morning, you meet me at the Albertsons parking lot and we go road testing. That's what I do on Saturday mornings, believe it or not. Isn't it crazy? We've become like mini car dealers. We it's, are. It's, and we're not getting any commission. Not. We're not getting any money. <laughs> and you I know, feel like a salesman. About, Don't you feel like I a mean, salesperson? You and I go out of our way, though. I never want to influence someone on no, what to buy because, no. you know, we've said it a million times. The way you use it is completely different than the way I use it. My garage configuration is different. My lifestyle is different. So, you know, right. I, I don't want to tell you what to buy. I want you to come and, you know, right. open that door. Uh, see how your crate fits in. Yeah. Or, or bring your car seat if you want. Whatever. Um, you know, because uh, it's important that you're happy at uh, the price point and how it drives, not uh, not me. Yeah, you know? and you have to come to me. I'm not coming to you. Oh, that's true too. Yes, <laughs> but no i i had a, I had a border patrol agent that just is gaga over the new uh, Tundra, you know, the IMAX, and I oh, had yeah. I had one and long wheelbase four door. Uh, and we went for a road test on it, and he goes, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. Or I don't like that big grill. I said, well, it's a good thing you went for a ride, huh? You know, but then he said, oh, I love this. I love that. I love this. I said, well, you don't need to get top of the line. This was, a, I think, the platinum or whatever. I says, you know, go look go on the website. But at least he appreciated it, and he thanked me, you know, because it just it cleared up a lot of, you know, without having to go to a salesman, nothing against salesmen, but they will, you know, they want you to sign the dotted line with the least amount of work out there and which, you know, well, and there's, there's yeah, so ahead. many things about a vehicle that you can't see online. Right. right you know, there's, right, it, right. it's, it's, you can't tell how comfortable that seat is. Um, Hyundai does a great job with their seats. Um, with you've, you've got, I was in, I'm in a car right now that I can't get the seat where I want it for visibility. And I've tried everything and I just get mm. so frustrated with it. With that Hyundai, you know, I could get my seat where I need it. Right. It's comfortable. Um, it does well on long road trips. It's It's got plenty of room. You can't see that online. You can't tell, hey, is the seat comfortable? Hey, what's the visibility right. like? I love it when somebody knocks on my door or sends me a message and says, hey, I saw you have whatever in your driveway. Can I come look at it? Right. I actually get excited. Yeah, it's me fun. too. I did a whole interview on the driver's seat with uh, Toyota. And, oh, wow. And, and, and it just happened to be the guy I interviewed, he designed the seat. And he was blown away that I asked as many questions as I did about the driver's seat. But we, we've had this conversation in the past. It's, hey, if you get in a vehicle and you don't, it won't adjust the way you want it or you don't fit or feel comfortable, you'll just get out and walk away. I don't care what the rest of the car offers 
But if that seat isn't exactly what you're looking for, they've lost you. He was very he was very appreciative. No, you're totally right. I mean, and for me, you know, I, everybody has their things that they don't like. Like for me, sure. you and I have talked about how Hyundai has that blind spot, you know, where yep. you turn your signal on and it shows you that. Yeah, I, I love absolutely that. absolutely love that. Me I know. And, and but for somebody else, they might say, well, I would never use that, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. So it just it just depends. But yeah, yeah the Santa Fe is a, is a bestseller for a reason, and yep. uh, I certainly enjoyed the time I had with it. All right. Well, hey, it's great talking to you. Uh, now you've still got time to curl up on the couch, get ready for the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch a little bit of football. Go go Bengals. All right, you're a Bengal fan. All right, very good. All right, well, hey, good talking to you. How do people follow you around? Uh, yeah, find me at uh, focusdailynews.com or facebook.com backslash YAK radio. I'll talk to you next week. All right, kiddo. We're going to take a quick break, folks, right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer this segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street, right there in lovely San Diego. Go to johnsandiegoautorepair.com. That's johnsandiegoautorepair.com. All right. Hey, I was talking to Ford last week, Wanda Young. She's the Ford PRP. Ford Pro CMO, and they're working with the Napa wineries, a selection of wineries, using the Ford with the all-electric power plant on it. Take a listen. You're going to love this interview. Well, they've done it again, ladies and gentlemen. Ford has come up with another phenomenal idea, and it's all based on the uh, F-150 Lightning Pro pickup truck and the e-transit cargo van as well. We've got Wanda Young. She's the Ford Pro CMO. Wanda, tell us what you're up to now. Hey, we are excited about this. I mean, what better place to be than Sonoma County, working with the Sonoma County Wine Growers Association to help them drive their mission of sustainability forward. And we happen to be doing it by using, yes, our all-electric F-150 Lightning, as well as our e-transit, because what the purpose of having electric vehicles on these ranches is to lower emissions, because that's part of how they're going to get to their goals on sustainability. And, you know, while we're doing it, I'm learning a little bit about grape growing, uh, what it's like to farm in Sonoma County, working with these pilot farmers. And then, you know, occasionally we will have a glass of wine. I was just going to say, you're not telling me you're not a wine drinker. Come on, girl. In the I autumn- did not say that. I am a wine drinker. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yes, that's right. Curiosity. Now, I, I know you're dealing with one winery that's got a fleet of over 50 F-150, just, I mean, 54 products. So yep. are you donating these trucks to the winery, or are they on a lease program? How, how, how does that work? So here's the great part. Our pilot farmers that we've been working with, they're already Ford customers. Like right. the, the fleet you're talking about, those are their trucks. What right. we're doing is helping take the old trucks that are not connected and get them into the digital ecosystem so they could take advantage of our Ford Pro Intelligence platform. So we're helping do that. And so that's just working with the trucks that they've already are given, uh, that they already have on their ranch. Second, when we talk about the pilot, we're actually um, working with them to put the e-transit to work 
on the ranch or the farm in the way that they want to do it so they can test it. Because what you'll find is a lot of, you know, whether it's a small business, medium, or even the large companies we talk to, it takes a long time to learn how do you actually kind of move through this electrification journey. you got to get the local utility. You've got to have your uh, electrician. You've got to install charging. So what we're doing is helping through this pilot give these vehicles over so they can learn how to do this as they work to make the transition on that older fleet. So that's the way it works. Um, they've already got lots of their own uh, pickups and trucks and, and uh, vans, and now we're helping them pilot so that they can learn how to make this electrification transition. Right. And what will you garner from this information? I mean, because let's face it, I mean, if you've been in Napa or Sonoma County, you know, the wine industry is massive. So are you using this kind of as an R&D platform for uh, future programs? Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about this as a couple things. One, our purpose of why Ford Pro exists is to help small, medium, large, and our government customers become more productive. In fact, we even talk about this like we're a productivity accelerator for our customers. So first, it's to help them with their mission. Second, what we'll learn is they're teaching me. When I show up at the ranch, I learned how their business is working. And these farms, they've got to sustain themselves. And so I will learn off of that. And then our entire team will learn how can we be more effective for other customers just like them. And so we do see it as a living lab or an eco lab is some of the ways we talk about it because, you know, we didn't just do this event and, and run away. Like we're continuing to talk. We're in the process right now of, of discussing exactly how these next transits are coming into the farm and how they need to work for their business. So yes, we're gonna keep learning, and I think that we'll see this as a great model for a lot of other businesses to learn from as well. Well, I think the truck is more than capable of doing what the, the wineries need. I think what you're gonna end up doing is that fine tuning you know, down the road. Uh, and I think you know, with the amount of information you're gonna garner from this, it's just going to make this truck even better, and it'll adjust and maybe incorporate with other manufacturers, uh, maybe not in the wine industry, but maybe someplace else where you can utilize this system. I mean, I have to tell you, I live in an area where we get a lot of fires, we get a lot of electrical shutdowns, I'm on solar, I got backup batteries, but I'm here to tell you, I'm wishing I had a, had a Ford truck uh, with a Pro Series because... Even backup batteries are not, not – I mean, I found out I was doing an interview the other last week with uh, the engineers from Ford, and they said the battery backup I have in my garage, Ford's got like 10 of them in the, underneath the chassis of that truck. <laughs> That's so, right. Oh hey, you're hey, turning into a pretty good uh, spokesperson here, Dave. I think you should, we should interview you. Well, I, I am so immersed in this, and I'm older than dirt, but I was a service manager for 30 years. I mean, I was working with another manufacturer in 95 with a vehicle called the EV1. So I knew oh, wow. it was coming. Yep. So whenever I get an opportunity to interview people that are – because it's all about education. If we can't educate masses, you know, they're not going to get it. And that's why I take these interviews and run them on my show because the general public needs to understand – why we're doing what we're doing. And once they see it, and by the way, that little episode in Texas where you guys, and I know this wasn't the same truck, it was a hybrid, 
But for you guys giving trucks to people that were frozen out of there, that was the most massive PR uh, event ever. I mean, because everybody I know in Texas talks about that episode. So you guys are on the yeah. right track. I think the wineries is a good, a good, uh, a, a good way to go. How long is this program going to go on, or is it going to be never ending? Well, I think that's it's a great point. We've we've made a commitment to uh, partner with them for the foreseeable future. But the reality of this is, like you said, every single day we're going to learn, you know, what works really great for them. There's going to be data that comes off of the Ford Pro Intelligence platform, and that's going to be something we're going to be talking about. How does that make the truck smarter? How does it make the van smarter? Because you know, um, part of what you're talking about, I love on that on that whole conversation there is. I don't think people understand that the way that we've built this new software platform, it really actually can update constantly from the cloud. We're getting AI. We're getting all of this cloud-based learning. So it's going to get smarter with the truck at work on these farms. And that's why the pilot's so critical for them to be able to learn as they want to make this transition to electrification because it does take a journey, like you said. So I'm glad that you're so educated on this. You're uh, fantastic uh, the way that you can speak to this. Well, and, and you know, and if you, you could either put your head in the sand or you can start learning. You know, those are the two. I mean, that's the way I look at it. And you guys are by far the leaders in this industry, and I'm proud of it. Uh, and, and I love doing interviews with you guys because you guys, you guys are doing it from a science-based, you know, mentality. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's what the consumer needs to understand. It's not that you're trying to sell trucks. That's the last on I mean, okay, guy, the guy you're dealing with's got 50 trucks in his fleet. I guess he's a Ford guy. But he's you're not guy. you're not trying to sell trucks. You're just you're just actually rewarding him because he's been such a loyal customer. You're willing to say, "Okay, well, let's work with you and use you as a test bed," which I'm sure he is thrilled to do. But we're in Let Cal me tell you yeah, I was just going to mention that these, you know, what we found, we've talked a, a lot to some of our small and medium-sized businesses, and what we found is that they're, they're underserved. They don't actually yeah. get what they need from, you know, really anybody in the commercial space. And so that's why, you know, we also talk about this idea of Ford Pro Solutions, because our team has the opportunity to say, really consult and understand what do they need. And it is across not only the vehicles, whether it's trucks or the e-transit, and whether they've got, you know, Ford or non-Ford in their fleet that they're running, that's one of the differences is, you know, our software is going to work on both types, whether it's, uh, you know, it, and whether it's gas-powered. Like most of the fleets that these guys are running are all on gasoline, so we're going to have to help them over time. We've got the financing. I mean, we've custom-built it for commercial customers, so if they need a line of credit, they just want to add on a vehicle because they're changing out their fleet, then we've got these offerings built just for them, as well as, you know, parts and service, as well as the charging solution. All of these are components that we are delivering because we want to serve this customer. They're not getting taken care of today, and that's why Ford Pro has really been building out more products and services to serve their needs. Absolutely, and they're in a winery. They've got enough property. They could put solar panels up and get yep. off of PG&E. I'm not going to talk negative about uh, California and there. I mean, we dump water in the ocean for God's sake. So, I am so glad that you're you're giving these guys and girls an opportunity to move into the future. Wanda, man, that's you are, great. Thank you. Okay, you did do a better job. Okay, so. Right.
I'm not going <laughs> to bag on that other nice lady, but you, you did it. No, she's a great lady. She is an excellent partner. So, yeah, great job. Thank you. Thank you for the, for, uh, the time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, take care. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Uh, I want to thank Convoy Auto Service for all their support. Located 3909 Convoy Street in lovely San Diego. Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, Master Tech. You just can't beat Convoy Auto Service. Make sure you tell them that you heard it right here on KCBQ. And while you're there, check out Bumper Dock in Kearney Mesa, Scratch Dings Dents. Lease returns, they do it all. That's Bumper Dock, Kearney Mesa. Go to KearneyMesaBumperDock.com. All right, hey, did you know it's a 100-year birthday of Lincoln? Well, Ted Ryan, he's a Ford historian. He's going to tell you all about it. Take a listen. All right, hey, folks, you know I've got my very best friend on the line, Ted Ryan. He's uh, with Ford, and he's involved in all the archives and the history of Ford. And Lincoln turned 100 years old this month, if you can believe that. Ted, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Let me clarify one thing. Lincoln was a little bit older. Ford bought Lincoln and made Lincoln oh, what it is uh, today, 100 years ago, to, uh, on February 4th. Yeah, because he bought the car. He bought the company from Leland. Right. Building it all along. That's right. Yeah. So, And we were talking offline. He paid Eight million dollars for it, nineteen twenty-two, and what did you say that rounds out to today? About one hundred thirty-two million dollars, uh, if my math is right. And it's actually a little bit more than the eight million dollars. Poor Henry Leland. It was a sad story. He built Lincoln. He had been with Cadillac, uh, built Cadillac, left Cadillac, established Lincoln, made airplane engines, uh, and then in nineteen twenty began making cars. Unfortunately, he made ugly cars, and they didn't sell very well. And the company was, was bankrupt, and Ford bought it out of receivership. But Edsel, out of the goodness of his heart, actually, after paying the $8 million to the creditors, then paid off another $4 million to the additional share owners to make them whole. So it was actually uh, $12 million. So add another uh, uh, $800 million onto that figure, eight, or you know, whatever that math is. So yeah, it's a fascinating story. Yeah, it's, got, it's more money than I have in my checkbook, so I can't equate. Uh it is such a, a historic story, too. And then and then uh, for Lincoln, well, actually, Edsel Ford, and, and let's face it, Edsel's caught a lot of bad rap, but, you know, he was really the innovator. If it wasn't for him, you know, Lincoln probably, you know, wouldn't be where where it's at today. Uh, and and it's, just, it's just a great read. I guess you're going to do a lot of uh, – different things across the country uh, celebrating? Uh, we are. We're starting today, and it's going to be a year-long celebration. And, and like yeah. you said, Dave, this is the chance to put the spotlight on Edsel Ford, who is, in my mind, one of the most underappreciated automobile executives uh, in American history. I mean, he was an innovator. He was everything Henry wasn't. Henry was a mechanical uh, genius who could take apart engines and uh, Edsel could do part of that, but he also had beauty. He had style. He had refinement. He was artistic, well-traveled, well-read, cultured, and all of that revealed itself in Lincoln. And, uh, you know, Edsel and, and Edsel's mom, Claire, actually talked Henry into buying Lincoln. And, and the way I described it to one of the marketing uh, folks with Lincoln, I said, Edsel got his own sandbox to play in. He didn't have to listen to dad over there. He could go build the cars he wanted to make 
and boy, did he build some classics. The Zephyr, the Continental, uh, just classic automobiles that changed American automobile history. Well, I like the slogan that Edsel used. Father made the most popular cars in the world. I want to make the best. And he truly did. That's what he did. And, you know, every step of the way, he had a hand in and the initial uh, batch of Lincolns that he was making, what Edsel did is he brought in some of the finest coach builders of the day, uh, Willoughby, Braun, uh, uh, LeBaron. Before there was a LeBaron nameplate, there was a LeBaron coach builder. And to build the bodies for these super uh, fantastic Lincolns. Uh, the, the car presidents, Calvin Coolidge began driving one in 1927, and every American president uh, between then and, and uh, uh, Clinton rode in a Lincoln. Uh, you know, it became the car that was that was coveted. And then after Edsel's death, with the emergence of the Continental Mark II in 1955, it, it just redefined style in Hollywood. Everybody who was anybody wanted uh, either the first Continental or then the Continental Mark II. And you cannot find those on the open market today. The collectors are hoarding these cars like they're the, you know, they're the... A, a rare diamond. It's just, uh, I just came back from Meekum and I did not, or not Meekum, Barrett Jackson, and I did not see one Lincoln. I seen some Duesenbergs and some Auburns, but no Lincoln. So people are hanging on to these things. They're hanging on. He has two. He has a 1940 uh, Continental that was owned by Randolph Scott, and he has a 57 Mark II. Uh, dad, dad was a Lincoln guy long before I even dreamed of working at Ford Motor Company. So uh, he likes his Lincolns. Well, you know, and, and another thing that was unique that a lot of people don't realize, I don't know if they were doing it in 22, but prior to that, those body uh, craftsmen that you mentioned, car manufacturers were sending chassis, or the customer would take the chassis to that coach builder, and, and he would build it accordingly. I'm sure Edsel said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we sending all that money out? Let's keep it in-house. Kind of think that's where he was thinking? Exactly. And that way also he had more control over what the end look was going to be. because, And that's what he wanted was the that level of control over over the, the vehicles because every Lincoln that went out uh, was going to build or tarnish his reputation. And that's the way he thought about it. Yeah. Well, back in the day, I mean – you know, especially Ford, their reputation was everything. I mean, and they truly were in tune to to the consumer, whether you're a blue-collar worker with a Model T or you were somebody of, of, of prominence uh, in the uh, in the Lincoln line. So it, it's a I, – I don't know. I'm going to have to check with uh, Motor Books and see. There's got to be a history – on the Lincoln, and I, because I all of a sudden become ravenous about reading. I'm getting the latest Mustang book uh, from A to Z, and I and I, I'm sure li- there's got to be something out there on Lincoln. Uh, there's a couple of good Lincoln titles out there. Just uh, go go on uh, Amazon or eBay or your retailer of choice and take a look. Can I tell okay. real quick the the, the Mark II story? Because to me, it's such a fascinating story. Yeah, sure. When sure. The, so the Continental goes away in 1948. Edsel had died in 1943, and and nobody had the spirit to try to redesign the Continental without without its uh, spiritual uh, leader, and and Edsel until William Clay Ford Sr. came along. 
19, he joined the company in 1948, 1952. They challenged him. They said, do you want to try to redesign your dad's car and bring back the Continental? And he said yes to the challenge. And over the, he did such something fascinating, Dave. He actually had, in clay form and on drawing, his designers designed what a 1950 Continental would have looked like, a 52 and then a 54, so that the Mark II wasn't going to be designed whole cloth like a new car. It was going to carry the spirit of the Continental that, that Edsel had built. And the resulting car, the Mark II, sold for $10,000 a car, which was more expensive than a Rolls-Royce and, frankly, better than a Rolls-Royce. And, and became the car that everybody wanted. Liz Taylor had one painted in her violet eye color. Elvis was in Miami and traded his 55 Lincoln, uh, covered in lipstick, by the way, lipstick messages from his fans uh, for a Mark II uh, that you can see at Graceland now. It became the car of the rich and famous. That is such a great – that's what I love talking to you. You have the best job on the planet. I don't care what anybody says. Is all you do all day long is dig into the history. Uh, I do, without a doubt. The best job, and uh, and if it's not Lincoln today, tomorrow, well, next week at the Chicago uh, Auto Show, we'll, you'll keep, see a couple of cool new things that we've been working on. But there's that's the beautiful thing about Ford Motor Company and Lincoln is to 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 uh, take the treasures that you have and figure out how to burnish them a little bit brighter. And we haven't even talked about the rest of them, the designer series, uh, the, of the late 70s and the, the Continental Coach Door from 61. I mean, there's so many classic stories to talk about with Lincoln. Oh, I mean, we could do an hour. I'm serious. You know, if, if you guys would write a check, I'd give you an hour on this car because you're right. There is so much technology. Uh, I did see a couple of 61 to 63, you know, suicide door cars. Uh, a couple of them bone stock, which I really, really like. Then there was a few modified airbagged and what have you. But, you know, that technology, you know, everybody says it's so difficult to do, but you guys did it, passed all the safety tests, and, and now that became another iconic car. Uh, and, you know, it always, I don't know, you're not old enough. Well, maybe you are. But remember that slogan, <laughs> Rides Like a Lincoln? Oh, yes, I do remember that. And with yeah. the coach door, do you know who was the one advocating for the coach door? We have, and, and it's, it's, I'm so lucky. We have the planning design minute. So I can tell you every design meeting exactly what was said between 1950 and, and uh, 1998, I think is when that run. So the design minutes were the co- coach door uh, continental. I'll use the official Lincoln term. Uh, Henry Ford, the he was being cautioned against it. So, hey, it's going to cost too much. It's not going to be safe. Henry Ford, the second's one that, that put his fist down on the table and said, no, it looks great. Figure out how to make it work. And thus the world got one of the classic design cars of all time, uh, thanks to Henry Ford, the second. All right. All right. Well, we're out of time. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to contact John right now. And since we're doing this for a whole month, I'm going to schedule the last, uh, you know, either Wednesday or Thursday of this month, and we'll do a follow-up. Because uh, I know you've got a ton more to talk about with Lincoln. Uh, oh, if the, if the consumers want to follow your month long, I mean, have you guys got a website or just go to Lincoln.com? Uh, go to Lincoln.com, and uh, there's a bunch of great materials on the media site. And I, unfortunately, I didn't memorize the URL before I came on, but uh, Lincoln.com and, and Lincoln Lincoln 100, the hashtag link, uh, uh, Lincoln 100 is the hashtag for, for some of the celebrations. All right, Ted. Have a wonderful year with Lincoln. I know you're going to be just collecting memorabilia. I'm going to reach out to the Lincoln Club here in town. 
see if I can give them a little uh, love here on uh, KUSI TV. Thank you so much. Take care, buddy. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.